Welcome to our worship today. Our thanks today go to the Venerable Julie Connolty, Archdeacon of Tunbridge, for our sermon, and to the Choristers of St Martin in the Fields for our two hymns, King of Glory, King of Peace and God of Grace, and to Emily Durling for the snippet of music after the, the sermon, Amazing Grace. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. As we begin our worship, let's think of the week that has passed and all that's happened in it. There will have been times when we've done wrong or fallen short because we're human. So we ask for God's forgiveness in the joyful knowledge that nothing can destroy his love for us. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven and to bring us to eternal life. We say together, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed. 
through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Special Prayer for the Eighth Sunday after Trinity Almighty Lord and everlasting God, we beseech you to direct, sanctify and govern both our hearts and bodies in the ways of your laws and the works of your commandments, that through your most mighty protection both here and ever we may be preserved in body and soul through our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. Our psalm today is some of the verses of Psalm 145. The Lord is gracious and merciful, long-suffering and of great goodness. The Lord is loving to everyone, and his mercy is over all his creatures. The Lord upholds all those who fall, and lifts up all those who are bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon you, O Lord, and you give them their food in due season. You open wide your hand and fill all things living with plenty. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving in all his works. The Lord is near to those who call upon him, to all who call upon him faithfully. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over those who love him, but all the wicked shall he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name for ever and ever. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 14, beginning at the 13th verse. Now when Jesus heard that John the Baptist had been executed, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away, so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowd to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds and all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. Well, all I can say is that God must have a really good sense of humour 
This is the third time in the last few weeks that I've been asked to preach or reflect on the gospel account of the feeding of the 5,000. So I have had cause to read and reread the story, both in Matthew's gospel and in John. And for that, I am grateful. But where to start? At the feeding of the 5,000, we are shown Jesus taking the offering of a packed lunch of five loaves and two fish and satisfying the needs of a hungry crowd with 12 full baskets of breadcrumbs left over. Just as a catering operation, it is seriously impressive. But look deeper at what went on. Between the presentation of the five loaves and two fish and the collection of the baskets full of leftovers, what did Jesus do? Well, Matthew tells us that he took the gifts of food, looked up to heaven in prayer, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to distribute. This is a beautiful sign revealing much about the identity of Jesus. It speaks to us of the generosity of God. The hunger of the people was satisfied, all ate and were filled. And just as at the wedding in Cana, there was a ridiculous excess of finest wine, so here there is a ridiculous excess of bread. But this miraculous feeding of the crowd is also pointing to the Eucharist. I don't know about you, but I missed Holy Communion so much during lockdown. I could watch with envy on my computer screen as colleagues presided in their homes or churches. I could prayerfully make my spiritual communion. I was greatly comforted by the fact that every day in my archdeaconry and across the diocese, one of our priests would be saying mass. But I longed and I hungered to physically receive the sacrament. And I know that many of you are still in that place of waiting and longing. And I recognise it won't be quite the same without him singing and in one kind only and without coffee and biscuits afterwards. But nowhere else do we receive Christ in that deeply satisfying way. Nothing else sends us out filled with that same sense of God's presence and hope and purpose and peace. For just like in our gospel, Jesus stands between the offering of the gifts and the clearing up afterwards and something amazing happens. Yes, it is a sign, but God is also at work within it and somehow heaven and earth touch as we join with the church throughout the world and throughout the ages to obey Jesus' command at the Last Supper that we should meet together and do this in remembrance of him. And just like that crowd in our gospel reading for Sunday, our hunger is satisfied. Look again at the story. None of the 5,000 men, the women or the children were left wanting. Instead, their stomachs were full of food. 
And if you also look at the account in John's Gospel, you will see that although they didn't fully understand, their hearts were full too of hope. And of course, the provision was overflowing. This is what happens when we receive from Jesus. When we receive Jesus. I have loved seeing the creativity of our churches over the last few months and I really hope and pray that some of that will continue as we seek to nurture people in their faith in new ways and to serve our communities. But nothing can fully replace the experience of receiving communion. So thank you for all you are doing to help make churches safe and to manage the risks associated with public worship. We in the crowd are hungry and Jesus sees that and longs to feed us. Now let me pray for you. Christ who has nourished us with himself, the living bread, make you one in praise and love and raise you up at the last day and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Let us pray. Loving Lord, we give you thanks for your goodness towards us. We thank you for the glory of the world around us. And we thank you most of all for the love of your Son, Jesus. We pray for ourselves and for your church throughout the world that we might abound in that love and share it with others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we pray for your world. We pray for all those who today are living under the shadow of war or famine or disaster. We pray for those living in countries without a functioning health system. 
for those for whom the battle against coronavirus is a part of an ongoing struggle with many difficulties. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we thank you for our own community, for our families, friends and neighbours. We pray that we might see you in one another. We pray for all those who are seeking to bring help and support in this community, that you would give them strength, that they might be able to persevere when times are difficult. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we pray for those who are sick, those who feel lonely or anxious. We pray that you would give them strength and comfort. We bring before you all those who are on our hearts today in a moment of silence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we rejoice in your promise that death is simply a step into a new life. We pray for those who have died and those who mourn their loss. We pray that they might know that those whom we love but see no longer are held in your loving hands. We pray that we might share with them in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. As we share in the peace, I'd like to invite you to think of someone who you know, maybe a member of our congregation, maybe a member of your family from whom you're separated, or a friend, someone who you would like to feel that you're united with at this point. Because we're all held together in God's love, even when we're separated physically. We are the body of Christ. In the one spirit, we were all baptised into one body. Let us then pursue all that makes for peace and builds up our common life. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Keep us, good Lord, under the shadow of your mercy in this time of uncertainty and distress. Sustain and support the anxious and fearful and lift up all who are brought low, that we may rejoice in your comfort, knowing that nothing can separate us from your love. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. 
The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen.